This week on the Notorious Scoundrels podcast. I think outside the Bosque a little bit. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Was it very natural of you to do so? Oh no. Come on. Would you say that it was critical? <laughs> I found I found Bosque to be a critical add to the Empire roster. Yeah, he's, a, he's been surging in the Empire meta. Uh, all right, so Bosk is very suppressed by him. <laughs> Welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels, a podcast focused on tactics and competitive play for Star Wars Legion. Hosted by Kyle Dornbos, Michael Barry, and David Zelenka, with Jay Shalansky, the man behind the glass. Welcome back to Notorious Scoundrels. Uh, how are you guys doing? I'm doing great. Marvelous, marvelous, just, just absolutely wonderful. I, I had a I had a fun weekend. Um, we're gonna we're gonna get to that. There's a lot of happenings this weekend. There was also a lot of happenings in Legion over this last week. Um, so in our stinger for the last episode, that's that's a radio term, right, Jay? Stinger. Um, we uh, thumbs up. <laughs> okay, we uh, said that we would talk about the Nick Freeman situation. If you don't know. Um, what that is, um, then uh, you've somehow been living without internet for the last week. Yeah, you've been under a rock. Um, so we are uh, actually not going to really talk about that very much because it has been um, that dead horse has been has been beaten and it's extra dead at this point. So um, I don't think that we need to uh, uh, continue to uh, focus on that. So we're not going to. Um, very much. We are going to talk briefly about token etiquette. Um, but if you want to know what happened with uh, Nick and that whole, how that all went down, uh, I will refer you to our sister cast, brother cast, Fifth Trooper, uh, from last week, where they talk about it. Um, Jay also talked to Nick and includes his responses in there also, so it's a good comprehensive view of the whole situation and how it went down. Um, so I'll go ahead and refer you to that. And we're not going to talk about it too much more, except uh, to briefly talk about token shuffling etiquette. So um, I think from now on, it's safe to say you need to do either one of two things. Uh, use a token bag and make sure that your bags are smooth, or not your bags, your tokens are smooth. Um, so like the, um, oh, and third, third party tokens, by the way, are okay. Um, there was some confusion initially about whether this debate was about third-party tokens, they're totally fine. Uh, lots of people are using those LVO ones. The Discord ones are going to be the same as our um, uh, some other ones. So, um, yeah, as long as they're smooth, you can use them in a bag. Um, notably, just because they are from FFG does not mean they're smooth. Those high-command acrylic tokens and also the RPQ tokens are not smooth. You can feel the symbols on those. Um, so... Uh, for tokens like that, you'll have to use the second method, which is shuffle, stack, and cut. So shuffle your tokens on the table, stack them, offer your opponent to let them cut them, and keep your stack on the table. Um, so I think I think those are the and in the rulebook also those are the two acceptable methods. So uh, this is supported by the RRG, but just make sure you're doing one of those two things um, in your games. So you guys got any further thoughts on that? I would just add that. Um... Similar to any card game where you shuffle your deck or there's some randomization that takes place, 
um, allowing your opponent the um, chance to also randomize and or cut um, whatever you're doing is not only um, good etiquette, but it's almost kind of implied that is going to happen. Like if you're playing magic and you shuffle your own deck and you present your deck to your opponent, um, at higher levels, like your opponent will also shuffle your deck before handing it back to you. Um, so I don't think that this is um, like, like people should just get used to, you know, if you've got it in a bag, let your opponent draw out of the bag. If you've got it in a stack, you need to let your opponent cut it, at least offer it up. Um, yep. That should just be commonplace. Yep. Your tokens are supposed to be random and that's supposed to be hidden information. So, um, you know, please make sure that you're taking action to make sure that's the case. All right. And that's all I have to say about that. Um, how many Forrest Gump references can we get in this podcast? I've never actually seen The life that is movie. like a bag of order tokens. <laughs> or at least you're not supposed to. Oh, hey. All right. Uh... <laughs> oh, boy. Let's move on. <laughs> all right. So uh, Northeast Open. Um, so Northeast Open is July 7th. Like I should know that date. No, it's uh, is... 6th and 7th. Six and seven. Okay, there we so go. So you weren't wrong. I, you were half wrong. I wasn't wrong. You were I half was, right. I was half wrong, and I was half right. Yeah, don't show up because like, what, what, what was? Is it? I figured was this. What's the structure? Is it? Is it a double days of Swiss, or is it a Swiss and then a cut? I don't remember. Swiss and a cut. Swiss and a cut. Okay, fantastic. So don't show up to the cut because, uh, you you won't get in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can try. I'm pretty sure it's maybe just. Six rounds of Swiss. It's, yeah, it's just Swiss. Sorry, I'm going to jump in here, saying. guys. It's uh, just, all right. It's just all Swiss. Right. It's three rounds a day for two days, and then we have a true winner at the end. Go back to your hole. Scrub that whole segment. It's, Watch the, it's the plan. So we're going to do July 6th and 7th. And the reason we're doing that is because I said this on my podcast, but I'm going to add it on your podcast, is that how many of these events have we all been to where we all wanted to go like have dinner or do something that evening and we just couldn't do it right and None. we just couldn't have right we just couldn't go have fun and meet like all these guys that we've been talking to online and stuff and so i think doing it this way allows us not only to have the legion tournament but also to have fun yeah i'm super looking forward to it um it's gonna be awesome we are we are not playing in it we are helping in various capacities um but it should be awesome and Jay, you got to give us like, like Rita heads or something for plugs, because I'm like a monkey when it comes to. I'll, I will, yeah. yeah, I will formally write up your reads from now on, because otherwise no. you're going to see my head explode my on the webcam. <laughs> yeah. We just about um, did. It was like yeah. there's about to be scanners over there. In, in are we circuit. are we still doing that giveaway? Yep, that's for Lance Peter and Tank. Until couple weeks i think another week and a half or something so yeah so go to go to fifthtrooper.com check that out if you want a free land speeder or a free tank um and i don't know if we talked about this on your last cast but just quickly for the northeast open a little nice little thing so if you make it through all six rounds if you play all six rounds which i really need you to uh on the (laughs) on the second day if you get last place or second to last place you will get one of our fifth trooper mats for coming in last place. That's what we're doing. 
Yep. So if you lose all your those, matches on the first day, you really want to lose all your matches on the second day, right. too. <laughs> and yeah, hope your strength of schedule is bad. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> now, please, nobody throw matches. That would be bad. Yeah, Don't I mean, throw matches for the I, mat. You know. <laughs> now, if you want to bring like double airspeed or triple yeah. ATRT, or if you bring uh, yeah. if you bring a really janky list, we're gonna have something fun for you as well. So that's that's a thing too. Yeah, separate and apart from. Yes potentially going on six. Yes. Darn, now I want to play. <laughs> Jank is uh, great. Speaking of those mats, uh, I got to roll nine out for the first time this weekend at a tournament at Huzzah Hobbies. In, uh, shout out to Huzzah in Ashburn, Virginia, Northern Virginia. Um, so that was fun. Mike also went to that. Yeah. Um, so we do want to talk about that briefly because each of us played three games. Um and uh, it was awesome. There was a lot of people there um, from the Discord and also <laughs> just from High Command. <laughs> it was uh, I played um, uh, Stephen McLaughlin from High Command, WWP Stephen, and also Dylan Stevens, aka Stevens, and John Brader. So, um, and you had a similar lineup there, Mike. Um, I did. I did. I played so. Gordon Chase, uh, Darkling. I don't know how to say that. It's Dark Darkling. Uh, he streams a lot of the Invader League stuff, and I played Steven in the finals. Yep. So, so it was it was a good time. Hazaze, um, we got a super competitive community there. So it was weird. Um, it's always when we all showed up. I was like, everybody here is like either from High Command or from the Discord. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, yep. Right. Um. So yeah, it, it was fun. I um. I tried Flyboys. I actually, so Luke Lay is my my bread and butter. I, uh, I probably have more than like 40 games under my belt with Luke Lay Wonder Twins. Um, but I've actually never done Flyboys. I've done Han, but not with Luke. So uh, this was my first shot at that. It was okay. I went I went two and one. Um, I lost to Dylan. Uh, I have some thoughts on it generally. Um, it's I don't know. It's a lot less flexible for me than Luke Leia. Um, I'm sort of anal about command card timing and having orders on the things that I want orders on. Um, so personally, I didn't like, you know, you've got at least two situations late game, sorry about the mess, and Son of Skywalker where you don't have an order on one of the two. And uh, I, I, I don't like that. So um, there, was, there was a key time, in fact, in Dylan's game where I, I had to play sorry about the mess and uh, Luke didn't have an order and it was a problem, so... Um, maybe that's just me not being practiced with the list, but you know, one thing I really like about Luke Lay is the only turn where Luke doesn't have an order probably is coordinated bombardment, and you're usually playing that early, um, where you can throw Luke's token back with improv. So, um, you know, uh, I I definitely like that there was one game where Han was like an all star with his pistol, um, but generally speaking, I think I would have just rather had Leia. That's my opinion on it, but. You know, I'm I'm super married to Luke Leia, so I don't know. I, I know you're a big Flyboys guy, I, Mike. So if you got any counterpoints there, feel free to. I think I think that if you were more familiar with the list, you would feel a little bit differently about that specific situation. Um, just because you on your Son of Skywalker turn and on your like uh, Han shoots first turn, you really want to have like 
only one of them should be in engaging that turn intentionally you know right and if and if you're in a position where you need both of them to go it's you probably messed up I'm, I'm positioning somehow in advance like um i know that, that nema runs this list a lot um i think dave yeah nema nema is the yeah. flyboys expert um, and, so. and i haven't talked to him about it but i like and i've only played this the flyboys a couple times in casual games but from what I, the little experience I've played with it, I, I really feel like, um, you know, you kind of, you get Han like ready to go on your last activation, but like hold Luke back and then you play Han shoots first, do his thing. And then like at the end of that turn or whenever you, you get Luke ready to go for the next turn. Um, yeah. And actually at, in my last game against John, I managed to do that. Um, but I think generally speaking, at least for me, that's much harder to do uh, than it seems like it should be. I mean, it... so just just because they're both they're both characters that need to be stuck in and close to really do do their damage. Um, so it's just the way that things unfold. Um, you know, it's not always possible to have one of them in a quote unquote safe spot when you want to play a one pip with the other. It's mostly uh, so dependent on terrain. I also found reckless. Yeah, it's very dependent on terrain. And actually, the the terrain in Hazawa was pretty good. There were <laughs> so ten people showed up. Eight of those people were Imperials, and only me and Gordon Chase were Rebels. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. Um, I actually thought the terrain was fine. Uh, there were I faced two tanks and an ATST over There's the course of the day. Um, there was a lot of armor. I actually killed the tank in my first game. And I completely ignored the ATST, which was my third game. And that worked out pretty well. Um, the second game, though, the tank was definitely a problem for me. And that was against Dylan. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, that was a little bit of a, of a tangent. But um, it's just, I think maybe I just need more practice. But for me, Luke Leia is much more forgiving on the command card and order token timing than Flyboys. So... Um, also, you know, reckless diversion. I never got a good reckless diversion off. Um, I'm used to using that when I have fleets and or flame RTs. Everyone's sorry about the barbecue a lot. Um, and in that case, Han is distracting from something else that you can either uplink or give an order to some other way. Um, but like in Luke Han, the thing that you want to distract from is Luke, but you got to give him an order with the reckless diversion. So you don't have to, um, well, I know, but <laughs> then if and you're just waiting to pull him, Mohan gets shot, <laughs> which is yeah, an ideal. So, um, you know, and Han's not very durable. No, he's not. Uh, unfortunately, no, and he's susceptible to panic on top of the new like, yeah. wave of suppressive weapons mm, that are going to be entering the game weapons. pretty soon. I am looking. F- yeah, yeah I am looking. F- I am looking forward to endurance that uh, training upgrade. I actually think that'll be pretty good on Han. The one that removes a suppression token at the end of the extra suppression token at the end of the activation phase. So. I mean, what it, I guess what it amounts to is you're paying six points to remove two suppression at the end of the turn, essentially. Instead of one, yeah. Instead of one, yeah. And it's Which also, awesome. you know, it's also a little bit of a hedge against hostile environment because, you know, hostile environment doesn't have anything to do with endurance. I don't. So. Yeah. I don't think it's it just um, triggers. Yeah. Endurance. I, I'm not a. It, so I think, it, I think it'll, it it's... could probably make or break like Courage Three characters, um, like Endurance on like Boba or something. I think is a lot better. Um, but my concern is that with all the suppressive weapons coming down, 
taking it off at the end of the turn doesn't really matter. It's like they're going to go first with Bosk and light you up anyways. Yeah, and then you've got two suppression on you. And unless you're like Sabine with Dauntless or something, it's not gonna it's not gonna make a difference. Yes, so in a sense the timing is wrong. Right. Relatively. It'd be speaking. better if it was like strict orders, you know, yeah. where it's at the start it when you activate. Yeah, you can so, choose to remove one rather I'm, than I'm not saying it's not gonna be good. I just I don't think it's gonna It's not gonna solve Hod's problem all by itself. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah definitely I not. I don't see it. I don't see it. Um so how were your games, Mike? I won them all, so that was good. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you run? Uh, I ran pretty much the same thing. I ran at high command, except that I took improv off. So I'll just go through it for anybody that hasn't didn't know what I played at high command. Um, it was naked veers, Bobo with hunter stims, uh, four DLTs, one DLT with a medic. Um, two snipers and a DT squad um, with the config and the range four guy. Um, essentially the same list I played at high command, except no Royal Guard. Swapped them out for DTs. I, that was a, just a strict upgrade, I felt. Um, Royal, Royal Guard were always kind of like, felt like a little bit of a filler. They did some cool things, but they weren't nearly as effective as I wanted them to be. DTs were way more effective. Um, I do think you hard swap them out of this list for Bosk when he comes out. Um, they're damaged. And just run double bounty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I think that there's some, you know, after I've talked to um, Screwtape a lot about it, uh, but um, I'm not sure if you run Veers in that, you might just downgrade to an officer at that point and have 30 extra points to play with. Um, yep. And you can also afford improv at that point too. Um, yep. Which is really important in double bounty, which yeah. we'll we'll talk about when we because we're going to talk about bounty hunters today. Did we, yep. did we say that? We did say that. I think. All right, I don't remember. If we didn't, we are now. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Um, but yeah, my games were good. Uh, nothing super special to talk about, uh, other than my last game against Stevens, which has to do with Boba Fett. Um, it was kind of like we had a like straight up like I don't know like a street pistols at dawn type thing going on um, over the middle recover the supply box. Um, and it was, it was pretty cool. We uh, were just kind of circling it with each other's Bobas and it was essentially like whoever jumped in and grabbed it first probably would have lost, I think was what we were both thinking at the time. So like two turns of like circling it went by and then we both played whipcord on the same turn um my boba had like picked up the box on the very previous turn as my like last activation he jumped in picked it up so he whipcorded to stop me from getting away and i whipcorded to go first um and he won the roll off he jumps in whipcords my boba shoots my boba i'm like all right well shit <laughs> what do i do now <laughs> like my boba's got the box i'm in a bad situation um and what i decided on was i just engaged his boba with the box yep because um, you can still move speed one when you're uh when you're recorded with boba yeah so i uh did two speed one moves into into melee with his boba and it was like turn five so even if 
he like withdrew the next turn i was like in a pretty good situation to not have my boba die um so i won the game off the third box with both our bobas and melee together it's kind of weird yeah so. yeah don't forget it's it's sort of easy to think because you're used to like whip quoting luke who is in fact rooted in place by it um but if you're quoting boba or or soon sabine uh they can still move <laughs> so yeah much slower but um, you know, two speed one moves is still a good like eight inches or so, um, which is fairly far. So yeah, it was good. Um, um, so I I can safely say that that play won me the tournament. Um, it was it was a I he was gonna table me I think had that not happened. <laughs> um, so yeah, he had a really solid list with um. It was basically Veer's Boba, but with a tank. Yeah, you know, thrown in for extra spice. Mm-hmm. Um, it was tough to deal with as a rebel. I can see that our game, our game was tight. Um, so I mean, I don't want to talk too much about it, but yeah, obviously he won it. <laughs> on, on on our game there on turn five, I had killed his tank, and the entirety of the rest of his army was still alive. And I was just like, um, I don't really know where to go from here, other than <laughs> other than hide. <laughs> so that's yeah, what you I did. spend so much effort killing that thing. Um, but yeah, so let's. Let's talk about some double bounty today. That's uh, that's the new hotness in Invader. Um, yep. Yeah. Sure. And, is. and and the rumors are Vosk uh, and Sabine are going to be next ish, maybe after the ATST terrain piece. Who knows? There was there was a cheeky tweet from uh, FFG today that was like a Sabine artwork thing. Was it tagged as um, a Legion article or a Legion thing? I think so. I think so. Okay. Well, maybe it's Sabine. Okay. That would be cool. Who knows? I um That would be cool. I like the the down to ATST pack I'm sure is for somebody, but it's not really for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be I'd be happier if the terrain itself was a little more functional instead of just like a pretty centerpiece. Yeah. I mean I already have two ATSTs. I don't play with either of them, so I might just take them apart and make my own down to ATST, but <laughs> um yeah. So I hope it's boss Sabine. Um but in any case, Bosks has both of them, Bosk and Sabine, have been entirely or mostly spoiled for a while now. So, um, you know, we've been playing around with them on Invader League, and uh, at least enough to talk tactics for for both bounty hunters. So, because a lot of people have been asking about double bounty, that's like all the hotness in Invader League. Um, so we're going to talk about that and uh, and the the two the, the two scum involved. Mike, you wanna you wanna do Boba Fett first since he's been around forever? Sure. Um, I mean, so according to some people, he's the best unit in the game. We can start there. Uh, <laughs> yes. Jay's nodding. Uh, Jay, yeah. So, I mean, he, I think he's he's very close to the direct counterpart to Luke um, in a lot of these imperialists. I think that he's a little bit more of a jack of all trades than Luke is. Um, just because of his range, uh, but he's not super good at any one thing. I think I think that Luke is Luke is a very swingy unit, right? Like he, yeah, he can either have an extremely high, like he can carry the game on his back, which yeah. <laughs> it was really fun to put Luke on the table again this weekend because I've been I've been playing Empire for Invader League, um, and I, I forgot how much work that boy can do, man. Um, but you know, there are also games where if Luke doesn't manage to get close enough to something, he's going to be mostly useless. 
Whereas I think Bob Bob is always decent, right? Unless you throw him out there and he fails five saves. Um, but if you use him properly, like we like to say a lot, that he's a scalpel, not a hammer. Um, then he's going to always, pretty much always, contribute in some meaningful fashion. Um, I think out of all the Imperial units, with maybe the exception of Palpatine and Bosk, uh, this is the unit you want behind line of sight blocking terrain whenever you can. Yep. Um, that's that's really the you know the biggest trick to learning how to how to boba is making sure that you are jumping behind terrain properly so that not so that you're getting heavy cover but so that they literally just can't shoot you um yep that his jump too is amazing use it um jump is probably one of the best keywords in the game Uh, i can't speak enough to it it just like lets you ignore stupid stuff um and jump two might as well just say jump infinity on it on most people's boards yep yeah, jump two plus speed three. So, yeah, he's really fast. Um, so I think I think at this point most people are running him with Hunter and Stims. Uh, I've come to a little bit of a conclusion that maybe if you got the points, he should have tenacity. I've I'm coming around to melee Boba. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. So yeah. so I think yeah, it... I think it's actually I haven't toyed around with it enough, but. Two of his command cards are actually exceptional in melee. So you you engage with flamethrower, which is usable in melee. So if you've got him with tenacity, you can easily lay down like I don't know eight red dice against the rebel trooper squad squad that surged to crit, um, which is pretty good. Um, and heaven forbid he's still in melee. He's essentially got force push and whipcord as far as disengagement properties go. Um, yeah. So notably, by the way, with whipcord, um, you can even if you're engaged by two units, you can and you're only whipcord one of them, you can still disengage. Yep. yep. So it's better than force push in that regard. Yep, yeah. As long as he's engaged with one unit with a token, the mobilized token, you you're, you meet the condition for the disengage. Yep. Yep. Which was is stellar and. Yeah, it's just fantastic. There's no other way to put it. Yeah, so don't forget the first, that. The first time somebody did that to me, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa I got a unit in there without a mobilized token. That's a bull. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I had the same I had the same really? reaction. I was like, what? No, <laughs> come on. The first time I, I had like moved a second unit in specifically because it's like, oh, he's going to play Whipcord next turn. This is going to block him. That's not how the card text reads. So, um, yep. He is uh, Luke. He's not Luke, no. Um, you know, his saves are really good. Don't rely on them. You should act like they're blank. Yep, uh, same concept as Luke, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, he's, I think, a little bit more forgiving than Luke in that regard, though. Um, yeah, because he's always got Surge. Yeah, he's, yeah, uh, what, 16% more forgiving, in fact. Yeah, yeah. And, Relatively and frankly, speaking. I, this is going to sound a little bit crazy because I know it's not true, but every time that I roll for Impervious, I'm like, man, this is better than Pierce Immune. And it's not, but that's how it feels. <laughs> it feels like you roll more paint, doesn't it? Yeah, every yeah. time. <laughs> I'm like, oh, sweet. I've got two wounds coming in, Pierce one. I'll roll three dice, three blocks. So- 
Yeah. You know, um, right. when you know it's like mathematically uncertain, right? And so it's a Pierce immune, which is like just automatic, just bam. Mm-hmm. I have well, it and when, you don't. When it's Pierce immune, I roll blanks every time. But when well, it's per- <laughs> I mean, like, like you know. <laughs> right. So like, which oh. feels worse, right? Missing the save <laughs> on the Pierce immune unit or, yeah. 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 I mean, I used, I used statistically, statistically, it's worse yeah. than Pierce immune. But yeah. I would play Nima's Flyboys with my Luke and his Han would shoot my Luke and I'd roll double blanks and be like, well, it says he's Pierce immune, but I guess not. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. Still got to roll the blocks. You yep. still got to roll block results. Yeah, yep. that's true. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, I think as far as general Boba tips go, you know, you want them on the flanks, eat, eat your opponent's sniper teams if you can do it. That's one of the easy ways to threaten them, um, especially because they won't get cover. Um, split firing with Boba is also totally okay. Use him to kind of like scope one man leaders, like mid game or whatever. Um, I don't know. It's he's a Marvel's really duelist, isn't he? He is. He is. And that's why, yeah. like, you know, guns at dawn or whatever the hell it, mm-hmm. you know, it's called. But I was thinking, um, like, it was thinking, like, the longer the game goes on, the less armies on the board. You can afford to be a little bit more brazen with him. You know, kind of low and slow with the first few turns. But once your opponent has taken some damage, then Boba's like, oh, I'm, I'm here. And even if you could shoot me, chances are I won't die and you will if we go head to head. Yeah. And, I mean, it, especially it, with stems. Yeah, his saves generally carry him, and frankly, with the new kind of, it's not really a resurgence, but kind of like the introduction of medics kind of into the meta, um, he's he got a a lot more durable in that regard. Yep, Um, yep. uh, It's just like adding two wounds to a red surge up save is is really really big. Um, Yeah, and it's not like doing it for the emperor who's like immobile. Right, yeah, he's doing it yeah. for Boba, who's going to be going places and shooting people if he can. I will say that the going places thing is actually a little bit of a drawback. I think in regards to that, it's tough to get your medic on top of him if he's like stuck Fair. in the thick of it. Um, but with that being said, you know one of the big things with Boba is you want to last first. Last, you know, jump in, shoot, go first, shoot, jump out. Um, that's kind of the sequencing that you want to be yep. playing around. You should be able to Small- do that two or three times small tangent but you're talking about how you could use the generic officer to fit improv in your list Mm -hmm. i had forgotten that you could do this you can actually you can actually recover with the officer to improv twice yeah and the opportunity arises it's really good with um double operatives because you really want them to go last Um, yep so you have an order on one operative and then you're then you're double improving the second token back into your stack yeah which yep. is really really good <laughs> yeah and it's it's especially relevant i think with the generic officer because they don't usually have anything better to do so <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah they're like they're literally just an improv bot at that yep. point yeah or an improv droid like give a name token to a sniper recover okay sweet good talk yep. it's super I'll, super clever I i'll love continue it. to sit behind this wall yeah um, mm-hmm. i'm gonna spot her and recover boom <laughs> yep yeah um, best use for an officer 2019 so far <laughs> I mean, it's like it's like a forty-point improv, right? Yeah, it's an extra activation too, and a command bubble. Sure. Yeah, and a courage to command bubble, and because you have to take a commander no matter what, because it's that's the rules. Yep. One commander minimum. Terrible. All right, so let's 
Let's uh, let's not hit double bounty just yet. Um, when do you find yourself playing sure. Bubble Rocket? Um, Bubble Rocket is normally my turn two play. Um, I sometimes it's okay to play on turn one. I I don't feel like that is very often. Um, it's tough to be in range three of anything and on turn one um, without kind of getting stuck out there with your pants down. Um, and I don't think you want to use the rocket without Pierce. It's, it's three red hits is fine. It's kind of like a little bit worse maximum firepower without the Pierce gun. The Pierce gun is what makes it good. Yeah. Two black dice and Pierce. Yeah. Um, it's awesome. You know, if you can get a, an aim token in there, um, generally speaking, turn two, you know, you go last with Boba. Veers gives him an aim token. Maybe he gets another aim token from Hunter because he sh- whatever he's shooting with, uh, Rocket with, has been hit by a sniper team or whatever. Um, you get a couple aim tokens. You know, five roll out, Pierce one. I hear it's pretty good these days. Um. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, there are a lot of good targets for that, right? Like, obviously, you want to be shooting, if you can, high-value units like death death troopers in a mirror um, um but even if you're just using it on like a rebel trooper squad the the amount of it's still fine the amount of games i have like generically won with a turn two rocket into a rebel trooper squad on like moisture vaps has been huge even as red player like i'll just jump in be like okay i rocket your rebel trooper squad you get five hits you wipe them because rebel troopers don't roll good saves and you got pierce and all of a sudden you're red and you're up by 62 points and now the blue player who's taking a defensive position has to trudge across the board and make something happen Uh, yep yeah and the threat range you know i mean he's got a speed three move which is basically eight inches and then range three so it's essentially 26 inches, which is like two inches past range four. So yeah, it's pretty darn far. And like if, if in that specific situation I'm talking about, like chances are you moved him twice on turn one, two, right? So that's like an yep. extra 16 inches. Like the threat range is huge, you know, um, yeah. you, you probably did something to the effect of move, move last on turn one, you know, um, and then rocket jump out of the way, turn two behind line of sight blocker. And now your opponent's kind of stuck in the dirt, and they got to Yep, it's the it's the card I fear the most as a rebel more than the flamethrower. Yep, like totally. That one, it's super flexible, and like it if you have any kind of special that you paid a lot of a lot of points for, um, especially commandos, uh, the full squads or paths, like that boba rocket is so devastating. Like it's sort of like. He kind of just reaches out from beyond range four and collects eighty points or collects a hundred yeah. points if if he can land it right. Um, and it just feels bad, man. It feels terrible. You got to be super cautious about that. Yeah. Try to feed him something less expensive. The fact that it <laughs> or just doesn't give them cover, you know, it, in a super the blast it's super redundant because he's well, got sharpshooter two already. I don't know why they put two, blast yeah. on the sure, card, but it's like, but whatever. But still, like, it's a it's a very respect. It's five dice and it's. It's very consistent. It's going to get four, probably five after aiming is certainly within the realm of possibility. Yep. So, yeah, it's a great card. Yeah, um, marvelous. Are you in the flames or push uh, 
category if you're running a list that has another decent two pip in it. Obviously, if you're running Veers Boba, you have you got push anyway. But uh, suppose you're running suppose you're running double bounty, which we'll get to here in a in a bit. Um, are you taking push or flamer? I'm taking push unless melee boba turns out to be good in which case i'll be taking flamethrower and um it's something i want to toy around with a little bit more um because i generally avoid melee with my boba um but uh for the most part melee units lack pierce um Mm -hmm. you know outside of things with lightsabers um so and boss boss uh, <laughs> uh, but I think that um, it's a good way to not get shot at and I think people don't do it enough and um, I think Flamethrower gets a lot better even even if Flamethrower says um, you know one red die and you've got tenacity all of a sudden your melee attacks four red dice like that's still not bad um, that's pretty good know, um, and, and against anything that's more than one unit it's just great so, um, I don't know. Uh, that's just kind of how I'm generally feeling about it right now. Um, whether it's right or not is very up up in the air. But I think that toolbox boba that has tenacity, because uh, so it's a minor tangent. I think hunter is not great anymore. So so hear me out on this. Hear me out on this. Yeah, okay. you gotta explain yourself on that one. <laughs> so it's yeah. it's good, but I don't think it's the auto include it was um at like high command for a for a variety of reasons. The the two main ones is that the amount of rebel lists that have Wookiees in them and the amount of Imperialists that have Royal Guard in them has severely diminished presently in the meta. Um if they were to make a resurgence okay, fine, we can have that conversation. But the fact that there's only one or two things in your opponent's army that actually trigger Hunter uh, makes it a lot less good in my mind. Hmm. I mean, I think those are things you want to be shooting anyway. With I don't disagree with that. Um, okay. But often you can get a name on Boba if you want it anyways. Because Veers is just yeah. chilling. Veers, Veers is nearby, and it, unlike unlike Bosk, multiple aims are, are going to have diminishing returns a little bit on yeah, Boba. Yeah, there, there's been so many times um, that I'm just like, oh, I've got two, three aims on Boba. I only need one, maybe, you know. Um, so, uh, I, I, it's still fine if you have an extra six points. Throw Hunter on him for sure, but like, definitely go get Stims first. Stims is way more important on Boba than Hunter. Yep, um, I agree with that. Uh, over the last two months, I've I've felt that Hunter has turned into a nice to have as opposed to a, I have to put this on him. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's how I feel about flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> um, Whipcord is Boba's best card by a lot, I think, in in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it so if it was a one pip card that said boba goes that just says boba on it i think it would also be fine but but whipcord is just so many levels above that um you you okay there kyle you're like yeah my cat just clawed her way up my leg to sit on my lap she wants to hear about boba Uh, (laughs) um 
Yeah. Obviously. Um, yeah. So uh, being able to root literally any unit in place is <laughs> absolutely amazing. Um, you know, uh, this is an objective-based game and being able to just tell someone no, you, you don't get to really do that outside of panic and that's pretty close to never a sure thing unless you've done something really really well which sometimes happens you know you have like eight suppression on a rebel trooper unit and they are gonna panic but if they're immobilized they ain't doing anything um it's great on luke it's great on opposing bobas um it's just generally all around good what do you if you're not facing someone who has luke or boba what are you using it on typically um a lot of times, if they don't have like a, a target, um, it's just kind of a freebie. Like I'll use it to suppress an enemy unit. Um, sort of like uh, it kind of turns into Jedi mind trick a little bit for a turn. Um, you know, except mm-hmm. it's free instead of five points, um, and it has the added yep. bonus of not only are they suppressed, but they can't move. Um, so uh, that's nice. You know, I. It it's just comes in clutch a lot, you know. Your opponent's got a box carry, and you really need them to not go anywhere, so you whipcord them. Um, move, move, whipcord is also like very in the cards. Um, you shouldn't like count that out. It at that threat range, it's what eight sixteen inches plus range one, so it's like a twenty two inch threat range that you can whipcord pretty much. You know, it, by the time you're whipcording, you can pretty yep. much get anything in play if you want to um you have to give up his attack which isn't super great but um and we talk we talk a lot about inches on this show um you know uh the range ruler increments are six inches so like when we say 22 inches that's two inches shy of range four basically yeah which i'm sure we've talked about before probably but it's been a while since our measuring episode so and nothing wrong with reminding people yep yeah, yeah. So when you can whipcord anything in an FD turrets bubble, yep. I mean, it's just it's very flexible. Is really all I have to say about it. Um, it's generically just good value. Um, at at worst, it's good value, and at at best, it wins you the game a lot of the time. Um, yeah, that was good. I actually um, I have not played him yet in my Empire foray. <laughs> I've sort of, I've sort of done that intentionally because uh, I feel like he's played to death, and I want to think outside the Bosque a little bit. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Was it very natural of you to do so? <laughs> oh no! Come on. Would you say that it was critical? <laughs> I found I found Bosque to be a critical add to the Empire roster. Yeah, he's, uh, he's been surging <laughs> in the Empire meta. Uh, all right, so Bosk is very suppressed by him. <laughs> so Bosk is really good. Um, <laughs> puns aside, uh, he's my boyfriend. What can I say? <laughs> um, I've been running him with uh, an Invader League with just Veers and a bunch of core and three snipers it's the most obnoxious list um 
it's it's it embodies the i think we reused that phrase soulless but efficient that's exactly what it's just veers bosk six units of stormtroopers with the lts three snipers um and i even had enough points for an officer and a medic <laughs> that's just beauty right there I know. that's all you need yep so oh it's a bludgeon basically it's um it's like is, is it a bludgeon? efficiency bludgeon well it, it's like a trash compactor is what it is <laughs> It's, it's like slowly <laughs> squeezes you to death. It's you're not like banging anybody over the head with a sledgehammer in that list. It's just no, kind no. of squeeze, yeah, right. you know. You may have spoken a little too soon. One <laughs> <laughs> in a thousand times, you'll get hit with a sledgehammer. <laughs> we can so, talk about that later. That's no, not let's, exactly related hey, to man, the boss. Let's, let's, let's do it right now. Bosk all right, zero right, right, right. points and gets the garn gun upgrade. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll just I'll just say Bosk has um, he seems to have a tendency to overperform a little bit because he has such a nice dice pool and he's got um, you know surge crit right. It's a twenty five percent chance per die to roll crits, and um, yeah, there are times where he'll just roll out and you'll get the amazing shot where it's like three, four, five crits potentially. Uh, and maybe it maybe it happens in your Evader League single elimination game, and maybe it kills your land speeder from one wound to zero, <laughs> and uh, just uh, blows you up and uh, swings your game. So, yeah, that happens. Bosk is a uh, Bosk is neat. Surge crit is great, and so is range four. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's not much more to say really. You, wait, uh, he surges he over performs. He has range four. I thought he had Pierce, doesn't he? He has pierces as well. Oh. And suppressive. <laughs> He's got a lot of great keywords rolled <laughs> into one weapon, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's and good. suppressive on the same gun. <laughs> so the the caveat is he has a minimum range of, of two, which is like <laughs> when the heck is he ever gonna let you get inside that middle that minimum range? Well, if he does, never he, maybe he's got another weapon that also has charge. <laughs> maybe he does. Maybe he does. So, yeah, so boss audio. is great. Yeah. So my question is: is <laughs> is that actually like the best range four gun that like a trooper has? I like think range four. Gun the rest range four weapon any trooper in the game has currently. I think I mean, that's the death trooper gun is accurate. Better on raw hits. Sure, sure. Or, or are you when talking you combi- like, when you combine it with the rest of the squad? Yeah. Are, yeah. Are you talking about just like a weapon profile? Yeah, just his weapon profile. It's like one of the best I've ever seen. Um, it's, I think so. So, yeah. this is gonna sound maybe get your salt going, but I actually think All the right. land speeder small three has a better dice pool. <laughs> uh, well, yes, at range three, yeah, totally. Death Even Trooper at range, is range four. three, totally. Even at range four, I think uh, the land speeder is better. Okay, if if you take the yes, ion if gun. you take if you take the even more overpriced exhaust gun. And combine it with an equally overpriced rocket hardpoint. Yes, then then that's true. I'm just saying that I think that it's a lot. I think the iron gun is way better than people give it credit for. Okay, that's fair. I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna try it maybe, one of these days. Maybe if you had the ion gun, your dude wouldn't have gotten shredded by. Uh, too soon, uh, well, Mike. Too soon. Last I checked, range four equals range four. So <laughs> I don't know. Well, you can go into range four, shoot, and then pop out of range four, you know? Okay, yes. I suppose. <laughs> All right. Um, I'll just I'll just fly better. How about that? 
Dude, that was the most brutal swing I've ever seen. It was very brutal. Roll. Yeah. Anyway, so, I mean, yeah. it happens, right? Yeah. Yeah. So David's uh, land speeder got five natural crits from Bosk with no aims. <laughs> yeah, and I rolled it was, one it was crazy. save out of five. It, yeah. And so. it died from one wound. So, as which much, is obviously unusual. Yeah. yeah. As yeah. much as it's unusual, that scenario is not that out of the question. In fact, it's likely when Boss plays Lion and Wait. Yep. Um, Lion and Wait. But, yeah. Five crits is like your ex- your reasonable expectation of Lion and Wait. Yeah. So. But let's. let's yeah, we can let's, jump let's, let's, Yeah. Let's do this loadout before we do command cards. Yeah, let's do um, the loadout. Yeah. So, um, I have been running him with uh, Stims and Hunter. Um, I think in order of importance, I would go Hunter, Stims, and then Tenacity if you're feeling spicy. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never actually had him in melee, but his melee is very good. Yeah, and Tenacity essentially just reads, you always have one red die. Right. Yeah, because he's going to be wounded. Yeah. If, he's, if, if you're using him in melee, he's going to be wounded um, by the time you get there. Yeah. Um, but I've never actually had to because his range four is so excellent. Um, he, so for those, <laughs> so I have a very defensive play style, uh, somewhat say boring, but, um, Bosk fits it perfectly because he just reaches out and touches things at range four. Uh, no, um, uh, no, soulless, soulless. Soulless. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But it has been described that way also. So, so I feel like I missed the cast where this was talked about, but I actually, so I think. Your playstyle may be soulless and effective, or however you guys call it. However, I also think that that defensive playstyle is generically um, pretty uh, uniform across the top players of the game. Like, if you if you don't know how to play that way, you're probably not playing at a competitive level to some degree. Um, I wouldn't go that far, but yes. Um, you know, if you look at players like myself um you know and kingsley um and i'm not i'm definitely not putting myself in the same category as kingsley but um you know d- defense wins games right so yep. um you know if you can force a situation where your opponent is coming to you then they're spending actions moving and you're spending actions uh aiming or dodging or whatever um so we've talked about this a lot before but bosk is great for that yeah um, he's going to be super great on VAPs. He's going to be—he's just an, a really good all-rounder. Yeah, and he's only 115 points. So, yeah. So, can can you can you put this to rest? The eternal question: Do you take targeting scopes on bots? No. Uh, I don't think it's necessary. I I think I think if you're going to take targeting scopes on a unit, uh, he's the most defensible choice out of any one available. Um, cause he has a big pool it has a lot of white dice in it and he gets a lot of aim tokens. Um, but I don't think it's necessary. Well, you know, that's, it's pretty moderate. It's less wrong to take it on Bosk. <laughs> I get that. It's still yeah. six points for a die roll. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just, I can't. Whereas like, <laughs> I think it's, I think it's, I think it's fine. The reason I like stims on him is because of regenerate. Um, it's. I've I, I've had quite a few games where my opponent has focused Bosk early, um, and I think in one case I actually did trip the stems, uh, and then you just hide them and regenerate all of it. 
Um, and the way that his command cards work out, if you time them right, you can do essentially what you were suggesting earlier with Bobo, where you do a last come out, shoot, and a first shoot and pop back behind cover, uh, except he can do it at range four. So, um, you know, there are really good combinations for that, like lying in wait, right? Lying in wait is a perfect last activation card. And then you can play like Reptilian Rampage on your very next turn, double tap something, and then use the free move from it to jump right back behind cover. Um, so I sequence it that way a lot. I also I run it with. Say, sorry, I dare say it was designed for with a three pip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's how it's just they intended it. Three open. attack yep. actions back to back to back, essentially. Um, and <sighs> there's been a couple games now where I think I've uh, suppressed Sir Luke Skywalker with that type of thing going down, um, which yeah. doesn't happen. At it's time. it's no. I mean, I. Uh, I talked about this last week, but in one of my Invader League round robin games, I panicked a unit of Death Troopers doing this. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, you, you know, we you can that one. Fire yeah, you suppression can... after the roll, and they were yep. out of there. Yep. Yeah. So you can really stack some suppression on there with Reptilian Rampage. Um, usually, so I run him with Veers. Um, Veers feeds main tokens. He also gets aim tokens from Hunter. Hopefully, um, usually I try and. Uh, hit my uh not my bounty target necessarily but an important character with um maximum firepower to trigger hunter and then whenever you're using reptilian rampage or just shooting at that target generally um you get a free aim token which is huge with bosk's dice pool so um and i just use him to take shots of opportunity it doesn't even have to be characters or even the bounty I, the bounty's interesting um i i did have one game where that was pretty huge um my very first one as umpire in fact um hmm. but uh generally speaking like i don't super focus on it and you we actually didn't specifically talk about the bounty keyword with boba either but um i put it on a target that i think is going to want to get close to things um you know so luke if they have a luke han if they have a han um chewy is like a guaranteed bounty just because it really makes them pause for guardian um and then I kind of just ignore it for the rest of the game unless I see like an opportunity to take it. But I definitely don't, at least with Bosk, I don't like seek it out. Uh, I don't know if you do the same thing with Boba or not. Um, I think right now it's it's kind of to go back to what I was saying earlier, it's kind of like a nice to have. I think it it changes when you have Boba and Bosk in the same list. Um, yeah, because you have two bounty targets. Yeah, and it's just like all of a sudden it becomes just like a victory point that you get. And at that point, like, yep. you're probably, like, cutting Intercept out of your deck and and stuff like that to really leverage the fact that you have Bounty in your list and um, an extra victory point or two. I, I, I've never lost a game to Bounty until Double Bounty Hunter became a thing. It was always very trivial and not not an issue. But as soon as, you know, all my characters had bounty targets on their heads, things get a little bit more real. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think the conversation around seeking out bounty tokens changes with double double bounty versus just running a single bounty hunter. Um, the Diaxis charge, um, I kind of view it as just ambush for Bosk. And if you're close enough to throw it at something, that's fine. But I've never actually had to. Um I think every time I've played it, it's basically just been ambushed for Bosk, which is fine. It's a perfectly good use of it. 
Um, the Dioxus charge, if you can get it in there, is great. You know, poison tokens, free damage. Um, you get a speed one move after you throw it. And um, we at least decided for Invader League that uh, you could use that speed one move to trigger uh, detonate. Um, so obviously they're not out yet. So we'll see, you know, what like the quote unquote official stances on that. But um, at least for Invader <laughs> League, that's that's what we're doing. The thing yeah. that really sets that card apart is the poison. Like, yeah. Because you just think of it, right? Like, if you can catch four units, five units, that's just that's just damage. Like, there's nothing you can do other than medicate it. And it's still but, a damage. Though. But on top of that, you've also got, yeah, but you've also got a high quality attack behind it. Like, red black is pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, it's a, like, it's the same as a minefield mine. Yeah. So. I, yeah. I think the best targets for uh, pierce immune ones you know like mm -hmm, all exactly. of a sudden you're yep. forcing an unstable uh, essentially a, a, a guaranteed hit on luke like you know a guaranteed hit on you know palpatine like what um that's huge yeah um i just i just find that he's rarely close enough to do that unless you've done something wrong well i mean uh you know to go back to what you were saying earlier, you do play a little bit defensively. Um, and like the last first quadruple move, toss a charge is like a thing you can do, right? It's, you know, instead mm -hmm. <laughs> instead of using your reptilian rampage to shoot, you can move, 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 and then move again on your next turn and drop bomb and go boom. Um, yep. Now, I don't think there are a ton of situations where you want to do that because you're kind of sacrificing Bosk to that play most of the time. Uh, yep. But I can see a world where that could be good. Yeah, and he is, um, you know, that brings up a good point generally. He's like Chewie in that he's got paper-thin armor, right? Um, he's unlike Chewie in that he regenerates, but he is extremely vulnerable to burst damage. So if you leave him hanging out there with his ass in the wind... Um, you can get bursted down pretty quick, no. so that's that's why it's important to repeatedly, you know, if you're if you're doing a last activation with him, make sure he's behind cover, behind line of sight, blocking terrain for the duration of that turn, you know, and then the next turn when you're exposed, you want to shoot and then get back out. Um, and he has unhindered, uh, and expert climber, which is great for that and line of sight blocking terrain. Um, so, small caveat to a lot of these points, though. Um, Yes, you can burst him down. It's possible. However, he has seven wounds, is going to be in heavy cover, potentially, um, has emergency stems as well, has regenerate. So by shooting him, there is an inherent risk, yep. which is just all the better. It's like if I feel I feel like if I was an empire player, and I could and I could bait my opponent into shooting piecemeal at Bosk, I've won in a really big way suddenly because now I have this unit that didn't lose any strength. Um, my opponent wasted their time shooting my character that regenerates. And I'm pretty much just like, Oh, I took basically nothing. Like it was just a massive win for me to mm -hmm. bait you into shooting him. And then yeah. like, that's on my way in for the, for the dioxys. It's going to clear the intercept central point or some other, you know, massed group of infantry 
that's hiding behind line of sight blocking terrain that I can also hide behind. <laughs> so it's a little bit underexplored in that department. A lot of folks don't do like, you know, they don't do like lying in wait turn one, um, reptilian turn two for the double tap, moving solely on turn three, and then like playing merciless on four or five when it when the time comes to like make the big splash play, sort of like a now you will die from Palpatine similar idea. Shorter range play, but still like really good. His gun is so um, good though. Yeah. I know his gun is so good. That's that's the trouble. Do you really want to waste a turn of shooting to double move to do Dioxys on the following turn where you know he won't be shooting because he's going to be moved, you know, a charge moving? Well, that's likely what he's going to do. I mean, if you net 10 wounds off a Dioxys charge, it's probably worth it. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's going to be the thing. <laughs> And that's not like an that's not like an unreasonable expectation, right? Because you're gonna get you're gonna get one automatically. Yeah, you're gonna get one automatically for every unit you hit, and then you're gonna get up to two more potentially. So exactly, um, totally game winning if you can pull it off. Like, yeah, but don't like and damage with no answer. Like that's huge. Yeah, but also don't like throw Bosco away to do that. Yeah, please don't. Yeah, unwise. Um, Unless he's dropped the mine already, in which case. <laughs> but if he gets shot on the way yeah. in, it's terrible. Of course. Yeah, you don't want that. Be aware, you know, obviously if you're trying something like that, you gotta be aware of Han, right? With uh change of plans and sorry yeah, about the yeah. Or voracious, voracious ambition from Chronic, which also beats you. Um so I think it yeah. has its place. It definitely it's has a place. Yeah. yeah. I just haven't found myself in that place yet. <laughs> right. Um, You've only played what, like five games with him? I have played. Let me think. Six, maybe. Seven. Seven. Okay. Yeah. So not as you know, I'm still a, I'm still a noob, an empire noob, so to speak. Um. But I love him. <laughs> He's awesome. Uh, you guys got any more Bosque specific thoughts? Uh, just I can't reinforce how paper thin he is. I know you guys are like, yeah, we can regenerate and shit. And I'm like, I'm sitting here shaking my head, thinking, no. (laughs) I don't want you to shoot my boss ever. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Yeah, he just yeah, don't don't expose him. I mean, we we kind of been joking the last couple weeks that like, you know, death troopers just say destroy a rebel trooper squad at range four. It also says, you know, destroy Bosk or Range 4 for the most part. Um, yep. You know, so, uh, it, and it's, it's you know, like any single character, if he's not line of sight blocked, it's hard to give him, get him in heavy cover and, like, shooting. Like, that's, unless there's, like, an active barricade, yeah. that can be tough. I mean, he's a glass cannon, except against Rebels. Because <laughs> you probably weren't going to shoot him anyway. So, because he's uh, range four. <laughs> I, I was playing. Uh, I played John Brader. This is a super quick tangent. In my last round, he had a, he had my, well, my favorite quote of the day. I think um, he was he was using an ATST and quite effectively. He actually deleted uh, two Rebel Trooper squads on back to back turns, um, and uh, <laughs> he lamented its its uselessness against other Empire players. And I'm like, well, it's a lot better against rebels. And he's like, everything that shoots is better against rebels. 
Bravo. Well, you know, defense wins games, and sometimes if you show up with a white save yep. as opposed to a red one, I don't know what to tell you. You done, you done yeah, messed up, son. Um, I guess I'll guess, okay, I quit Legion, so you guys still Clone Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I love Rebels. They're still my they're still my they're I still mean, my I mean, Come on, like if I follow that logic to its to its absurd conclusion, like yeah, <laughs> you know. We're, we're not saying rebels are bad. I'm saying don't, please don't, don't take it. I am way. saying <laughs> rebels are amazing, <laughs> and I am not okay. afraid to say okay. it. I think right now rebels are terrible, and uh, and I've been very uh, a staunch defender of the peace in in this in this realm for a while. I think with the introduction of the tank, with DTs, and with Bosk, the game has transformed into a range four gunline fight a lot of the time and i'm not saying rebels can't win but i am saying that i think in in the asymmetric rebel versus imperial matchup right now rebels are bad i think that's highly terrain dependent but certainly yes. on on the boards that we're used to playing i think that's probably true we're just gonna have to innovate, man. Like that's all I can say. I can say if if shooting, if standing and shooting ain't working anymore, we've got to do something totally. else. Totally, and I mean, th- yeah. maybe there's a configuration that will make re- like a a new rebel meta list surge to the top, but I don't think Wonder Twins is what it is two months ago. I, it's still good, but I but I don't think it's you know. I, I think it's I think it's still very good. Uh, you know, rebels still have advantages in in range three and less. Um, they still have better, faster melee units. Um, I wouldn't go so far as to say they straight up have better characters anymore. Not post Bosk, no. Um, but that advantage you know, definitely eroded with Bosk. <laughs> uh, but you know, let's. Uh, we, I think we should revisit this conversation in a, a couple months. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think so too. I, I I'm um, interested to see where Invader goes. I mean, I think, I mean. Invader is not the meta, but I, it's been like a precursor um, yep. that we've seen pretty significantly and pretty consistently. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Elims yep. was what twenty four imps against twelve or rebels or something like that. Uh, twenty two and ten. Twenty two and ten. It had a heavy imperial slant. It was basically a complete flip of last time where we had rebels. Uh, what was it? Rebel snipers? No. What was it? There was like no snipers, but rebels had the FD, yeah. and that was yep. like. Standing things on its um, head. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, like I, th- that's like a pretty good indicator to me that that something might might be wrong. I'm not saying it is, but it it might might be. You know, um, we'll we'll have to see how Elims goes. Um, so for those that don't know how Invader works, there's a round robin stage, which is five games, and then the top two players basically from each like quote unquote division advance to eliminations. So the Empire Rebel split was not actually that stark in round robin out of the 96 players it was i want to say like 55 45 roughly split but obviously you know two-thirds of the players that ended up making elims were empire um that said i think that we changed the maps uh hopefully to throw more line of sight blockers down there near the middle and maybe help out rebels some um you know between luke and sabine they still have i think an advantage when it comes to short range assault units um and having run Luke and Sabine now a couple times, uh, I can say that it's pretty strong, um, despite the same 
activation control issues that Flyboys has. Um, you know, those are both very good units, and putting them on the table together is uh, effective. Yeah. But you know, I can't say that I like it better yet than you know, good old fashioned Veer's Bosk Blob Stormtrooper gunline, um, which is just a meat grinder, or as you said, a trash compactor. I like that. Yeah, I mean, uh, so I, my my issue with you know, I mean, we've got we've got Luke Sabine on one side, and and we've got like you know, the the Bosk double bounty hunter thing going on on the other. It's just what the game is very snowbally in that mm-hmm. if you're able to do damage early, you generally have a very significant advantage moving into turns, you know, three through six. And Rebel yep. lists have a very difficult time right now getting in, in, in a significant advantage, if any advantage, compared to their Imperial counterpart in those first two turns. Um, Imperials are generally coming out ahead in that exchange. That's not to say that you can't recoup it, but over turns one and two, like Imperials are gunning down half a unit to a unit of rebel troopers. I would say pretty consistently, if you've got death troopers, like it's not that hard to just say, okay, that rebel troopers unit is dead. You know, um, I, uh, I don't know. Yeah. We'll have to see how rebel players, um, players adapt and how, you know, one of the things we've said this before, beating the terrain drum, but one of the things that's nice about Legion is we play on a battlefield with customizable terrain. So if we feel like there's a faction imbalance centered around long range weapons, you know, we, the player base, has the power to adjust our expectations of what a good table looks like. So um, now I, I know that it probably sounds like I'm all like doom and gloom right now. I actually think it's okay that rebels are not good right now. Um, because I think that that will change once we get two more factions in this game, and it's not a asymmetrical like rebels versus imperials thing. Like rebels are going to be great against um, uh, the Confederacy. Like they're going to be super good. Um, yeah, we'll see. But I, I think there's, I think they're still still good, but. <laughs> Anyway, this is this is we've gone way off topic here. Um, yeah, do you guys have. want to talk about double bounty real quick? Uh, um, just what? So a lot of people are like, "What is that? What does a good double bounty list look like? How do you run it?" Um, you know, we should have. I guess we'll see how Elims goes, but um, there's lots of double bounty players in Elims, so we could probably have one of them on after Elims to talk about this in a little more detail. But yeah, I mean, I think talking to like Screw Tape about it if he wants to come mm-hmm. on would be great. Um, yep. I think no, 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 no. yeah, I think his the list he played against me in round robin was essentially just triple snipers. I think he was trying out Hunter on all of them. He, I, last I talked to him, I don't think he was a super fan of it. Um, but it was triple triple snipers, officer, Bosk, Boba, some number of DLTs that I don't remember. It might have been five. Yep. Yeah, I actually have his Elims list up here. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a generic officer with improv, um, Boba Fett and Bosk both with Hunter. Uh, four DLTs, one naked and a medic medical droid, uh, and three snipers. So um, that is eleven activations, double bounty, which is pretty good. Yeah. Um, that eleven activations, you know, we talked 
obviously today about both of those bounty hunter three pips, the rocket and lying in wait. Those both work a lot better when you have like 11 activations instead of 10. Yeah, last first gene is a lot easier when you're already up on an activation. Yep. Um, uh, it's a little bit light on core units for my taste, or or core units that do stuff. Yeah, um, I mean, there's only four. You've only got four core unit heavy weapons in there, basically. Yeah. Um, I haven't actually played it yet, so I can't really speak to you know how much I I like that version of the list. I I'm more inclined to I think to go like. I don't know, heavy on the core units and and cut like a sniper team or something. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see how they do with it. Um, I'm also, I'm all about the core units, as you guys can tell. So um, I'm definitely more comfortable running just one bounty hunter. Because, um, you know, it is the reason that you run improv with an officer in this list is because half the time... Bosk has an order, and half the time Bubba has an order, and they're both really important pieces that need one. So yeah, you're still gonna. There are gonna be times when, even if you improv, your bounty hunter, other bounty hunters, are gonna go in the first half. Yep. And you're gonna be like, oh, that kind of sucks. Um, yeah, or you're gonna, or you're gonna want them. They're gonna be in a position where you're gonna want them to go early, and you've already played the cards that allow them to, to do that. Yep. So. You definitely want to run push in that list instead of flamethrower for that reason. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, you need you need push. You gotta have control. Yep. Sometimes you just have to have the control. Yep, for sure. And flamer is not the best card anyway, like we've already discussed. Man, melee boba is gonna be a thing. I'm gonna make it a thing. <laughs> I don't know. Like you guys, are like oh, flamethrower is bad. I think flamethrower is bad, but I'm gonna make it a thing. It's gonna happen. Yeah. Hey. I think I'm gonna, gonna try. I'm gonna try playing rebels without snipers for months and see how well Yo, I do. So this is what I want you to do. This is the list that I think is like low key amazing. All right, talk All to right. me. Two land speeders, both with ion guns and rocket launcher guys. Three rotary ATRTs, and I believe you can fit four naked rebel troopers with astromechs plus Leia in that list. I think it's super good, and people are sleeping on. Kyle's just like shaking his head. Uh, look, here's the thing, right? <laughs> so, yeah, DLTs like pick apart your armor normally, right? But you've got five things that have the keyword armor on it. They can't kill all of them. I don't know. I I faced a double ATST list uh, in round robin, and I melted both of them before like the first half of turn three was over. So, look. Um, <laughs> is there the word ATST anywhere in what I just said? I don't think so. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just saying Empire lists throw a lot of impact out there. Especially Empire lists that have boss. That's yeah. no doubt, no doubt. But like with two land speeders, you should be able to first of all, if they've got another vehicle that's dealing impact to you, you can just eye on it to death. No problemo. Problem solved. If you don't, you can just like move, aim, shoot. And you got two units of DTs worth of stuff. Like, it's super good. Yeah. You heard it here, folks. No, I think, first. I think double, double land speeder is a thing. I just don't think it's a thing with the ion gun because it, it needs the fire base that the the other blaster gives it. Like, that's the core of the attack is the and four it, black. Yeah, and the ion's super expensive. I think, yeah, I think, ran, I think the range three loadout that you've been running, David, is fine. Yeah, the rocket launcher... Right. 
um, Mark II A300. Congratulations, you've saved 20 points. You can buy yourself a couple extra Rebel Troopers. Go run this list. There you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Give it a shot. I'm not. I'm not brave enough. So. Well, I'm gonna try because I think I think we need to we need to break this mold. There has to be a better way. And one person can do it. Lupo, uh, Lupo discovered the secret. So, yep. which is saboteurs, but Lupo is really freaking good. So, I'm not saying this is a universal truth. The snipers aren't necessary. Far be it from me to suggest such a thing, but it's possible. Well, I, and I will say so. that, um, you know, if if sabs are good, they're going to be good now. I think is kind of what I want to say about that. It, like. Um, Re- rebels can't really compete on the range four plus level at the moment, so I I sort of so I sort of feel like so why take yeah snipers? so why take snipers right? Um, it's not to say that they're bad, but it's kind of an unwinning unwinning position presently. Yeah, we'll see. You, you guys got any more bounty hunter thoughts? Um, try bringing less commanders and see if that works. That actually kind of worked for me against Garn. You mean just running? Bounty, bounty was never a factor. Like he couldn't actually get to the unit that would give him a bounty token ever because Leia was always safe. So, I mean, my initial reaction, my gut reaction to that statement is, well, I've already won. You didn't bring Luke. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, you preemptively like, prevented Luke from hitting yeah, the table. Yeah, like right, like I'm taking double bounty. You didn't take Luke, so I, you know, great. Uh, no, I don't know. Um, it's it's an interesting thought. I I I think as rebels, you're still. I mean, I said this earlier, but like I have I have been not playing rebels for a bit, and I went back to it, and I put Luke back on the table, and like. Man, I missed him. <laughs> I, I think yeah, I the biggest you. thing is that if, if we're in a position where like rebels are taking one commander specifically to get away from bounty, like rebel, like uh, a large portion of the rebels' list strengths are in those command cards. Um, they're really good, and I think giving up three of them is a big deal. I tend to agree. I do think there's some promise to the land speeder, but I, I've said before, I think the hard points are just a little too expensive. Because for two reasons, really. A, uh, Rebels don't really have a vehicle commander, so there's no, like, quote-unquote natural synergy for it. And B, you're giving up the opportunity to take Luke. So, like we said already. So, um, Yeah, that's true. But I definitely um, admire you for putting it on the table and doing pretty well. You know, we're not for Boston's yeah, five a, crits. <laughs> I was ahead until that moment. Yeah, you almost you almost ahead. still pulled it out. I think if you'd killed Boba in that last turn, though. Um, yeah, if I had killed Boba, I think I, well, it would have gone... If Boba had died, I would have gotten the Vaps back to full, and then it would have gone to points, and we would have seen. But without killing, without Leia killing Boba on the top of six, I couldn't win. Yep. Did Boba, like, slide in and, like, damage your Vap or something? Yeah, he slid in, damaged it, and then Leia... Led was off by one on killing on delivering the fatal blow. So sad face. Bosk likes to Bosk. Bubba likes to slide in there. Cool. Yep, you did the home plate slide thing after the landscaper <laughs> blew up. Good save. I mean, 
not to like go back to to super in-depth boba but boba is probably the most objective focused piece in the game or, yep. Yeah, it's great to have a Mandalorian. He's awesome. And when I say Mandalorian, any unit with like the jump and the high save kind of yeah, thing going I'm on. looking forward to Sabine for that reason. Um, like a whipboard is less good for that purpose, but she's got other tools. So yeah, um, the only thing that scares me about Sabine is her courage value. Yeah, two is. I mean, that's that's why you're buying dark sabers for Dauntless. But we're yeah. we're going way down the the. Uh, rabbit hole here we can tune yeah, in certainly... next time for sabine wren oh yeah we, we should talk about sabine we do need to talk about sabine Jin. maybe we'll maybe uh some other heroes we don't need to talk about jen <laughs> don't we though she's bad no. <laughs> we don't she's i don't, bad. Really don't let's move on here's a hot take i'm afraid sabine might be falling into the same trap no i don't know about that uh i don't know we'll see explosions is real good and i know that it we is. had a conversation oh, I, know. I know i know but well, yeah, we'll 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 do we'll do a Sabine episode either before or shortly after she comes out, which hopefully is soon. Yeah. So, uh, Sabine is out. Yep. All right, you guys got any final thoughts? <laughs> Jay's like, sign off. <laughs> it's <laughs> time <laughs> for bed. <laughs> You're all done. <laughs> Wrap it up, boys. <laughs> I love I love seeing the body language from Jay now that we got these webcams. Right. Yeah, it's nice really? to have the, have the camera feed. So you've been rambling for an hour and a half. Please turn it off. All right. Well, I guess hopefully not too rambly. Eh, you know. <laughs> yeah, I love the crit. Uh, final thought: randomize your tokens. Random means random. Yep. Don't don't uh, don't put yourself at unnecessary risks. Some things you just can't unsee. Yep. Uh, all right, all right, boys. Um, let's uh, let's peace out here. So, until next time, we are the Notorious Scoundrels. I'm Kyle. I'm Mike. I'm David. And uh, we'll see you next week. Join us next week for another episode of the Notorious Scoundrels. This has been a Fifth Trooper.